welcome to our Halloween edition of Shot of Reality. Mwahaha! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tierra, and this is <laughs> this is Jen. I'm just Jen, spoopy Jen, spooky Jen. You know, <laughs> yeah. Robin is out, but the show must go on. So, have you heard that Nicki Minaj is married? Oh my gosh, wing-a-ding. I heard about this, and this is exactly why she put her career on hold. Or not going back to her career. She already said her album about to come out. That career is not on hold. She just said that just <sighs> to get people talking. Like, okay, <laughs> is that is that what it is? Because she's like, I'm here to start a family. And I'm like, a family? And boom, she got married. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she does want to start a family, though. She said that before. Yeah. But it's just weird. Like, this guy, I don't know. I know she's known him since child. Well, not childhood, probably like since high school. But yeah. I don't know. He seemed weird. He got that rape charge. Oh, wait, wait. I didn't even know about that rape charge. I just, yeah, yeah okay. No, he's like a guy. Like I said, she's a guy she knows when she was in high school. And apparently, he had like a rape charge against him. But he, according to him and Nikki, it was a thing of just like a statutory rape thing where like, oh, the girl was 17 and he was 19. Nope, that's still, but like, it's still, it's all <laughs> so questionable. Like legit, well, like rape, rape is like legally because like she's underage and you're dating a girl. But oh, according to Nikki and him, he was like 19. I want to say. All right. Like, other sources claim like no, that's no, not what happened. Like, he was 26 years old, <laughs> you know. And like I, we've all seen that story, you guys. We're not gonna go back, yeah. but we know or that like he. Then I, I was weird. I heard that he was older than that, and I heard some claims that like it was a situation where like he forced her into doing something. Oh, gosh. Girl, I don't know, but Mm. Nikki's married. I guess she love him. I guess. I guess. I guess he doing right by I guess she don't know. I mean, if I... I just hope she got prenup. She... uh, I hope she did. Sometimes, like, some people could be so dumb about that, where they're like, oh, Leah, I love, and, you know, I'm a rich celebrity. It's fine. Yeah. No. Don't they learn from Mary J. Blige? You cannot be a millionaire dating a broke person. You You can't. You really can't. You can't him. Uh Uh-huh. That divorce was heavy, and she had an album after that, and you can you can hear that how much he took so much money from her. He took a lot of money from her, trying to make her pay his child support for his kids, for his kids, pay for his chef and all that stuff. So like, <sighs> oh my gosh, I just, I just I want Nick I wanted Nikki to end up with like. A baller, a more, or yeah, or more like a more guy that's on her level, you know. A baller, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, <laughs> like somebody with some prestige. Yes, you know? yes. Like, okay, okay. Just a regular dude, but whatever. Okay, I guess it works for her. I mean, regular love happens. Like, look at um, what's Wolverine? Wolverine, Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. He married a wait. Wait, no, he just married an older woman. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. But, like, you know, there's some people that married, like, regular people, and it all works out. I suppose, like, you just need someone humbling. And perhaps in what Nikki, what she sees in him, is comfort. Because she's been going through, like, I'm sure a lot of, like, crazy drama and, like, people being upset with her. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it helps when you have someone that's like, oh, my gosh, you used to live on my block. We were childhood friends. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just the famili- familiarity with him. Yeah. what keeps her going. He was there for her mixtape days, you know? So that's that's a true support. Mm. But, so, but. Gucci Man made headlines after he put up an Instagram post that caused a lot of controversy. Go on with this hot tea. Yes. <laughs> so, the post was of him and his wife. I don't know if it was like an anniversary post or whatever, but he said... Everybody want this because people always say they're him and his wife, their relationship goals and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Okay, so relationship says, goals. Everybody want this, but y'all forget that she was with Wild Gucci, on drugs Gucci, cheating Gucci, in jail Gucci, publicly with other women Gucci. Uh. This is Gucci <laughs> after therapy rehabilitation. This is a street man groomed in at grew a street man groomed in his thirties after he's been in his lowest point. Point is. She's a writer who knows what she signed up for. You blank, because this post blurted out, so I don't know what he called it. I'm assuming bitches, hoes, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's with the next dude after a couple of fights. Oh, gosh. 
So, rightfully so, the internet lit him up. (laughs) 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 Because I can't stand this whole narrative that women have to be just ride or die. We just got to sit around and take shit while the man gets to go out, be a hoe, slaying dick around town, treat you like shit. And then one day, he'll grow up and treat you like a queen. Fuck that. No, fuck that. It's like, that's like telling, you know how when women are with guys, they're like, I just want to help him grow. And it's like, sis, if you want to help someone grow, just something grow. Go buy yourself a plant. Get yourself a house plant. Yeah, like seriously, like you, you've seen those like where they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, my boo, he just got his mixtape out or like, yeah, yeah, he's starting his own business, is starting his own business. And you're just like, listen, you don't, you don't need to help them grow. They got to grow on them, their own selves. And just like, ugh. and also what's up with this double standard? Like, if you're a woman and you want to do this stuff, everyone's like, ooh, it's so bad. That's just like, you know, when you're telling your partner, like, yeah, I've slept with 30 different guys. And then they look at you like, oh, is that, is that pussy super? Floor. Yeah, you, you, it's like, is that, is, is, yeah, it's like, I bet you that pussy's so loose. Where is that, like, you know, you could be married to the same guy and then sleep with him 30 times. It's like, would you still say my pussy's so loose? I don't know. Like, Or if a guy says he slept with 300 women, nobody's going to be like, oh, you're a hoe. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like, oh, oh, you rapscallion. Like, okay, Tomcat. Rico Suave. Yeah, Rico Suave. <laughs> See, there you go. You get, you get Tomcat. And then, like, when you're a girl, you're just like, oh, that's just a raggedy bitch. Yeah, because I'm like, no guy is going to sit around while his girlfriend cheats on him and treats him like shit. And then one day she'll get it together. No, fuck that. Yeah. I just don't feel like that's something you need to tell women. Because a lot of times you sit there with a guy on his potential. Ooh, like he going to be somebody one day. And then he don't never be nobody. You don't waste all your good years. You you really <laughs> did. On him for no reason. So, oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't subscribe to that. I feel like. Yes, I will break up with you after a couple of arguments, and I'll move on to someone who's more mature. And that's fine. Went through their little boy phase. Exactly. There you go. And then if they meet someone else that's supposed to, you know, take care of them, whatever. That's like that's on them. You just gotta let that go. I don't. I don't see why people have to keep attaching themselves to things that don't really, like, really do anything for their lives or like serve their own happiness as well. It just all sounds unhealthy. Yeah, toxic relationships are not healthy, and you shouldn't try to tell someone they need to be in one. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We're not perpetuating this. Yeah, I'm I'm not down for that. No, like, listen, Miss Seeley was married to Mister because she had to be. (laughs) Okay, at the end of the day, she ended up going with Suge, anyways. (laughs) So uh, I think we're we're all gonna leave with our best friend Suge. Like, if if you always gonna be being bad to us. My goodness. And someone else who ruffled some feathers was Gina Rodriguez. Uh, I'm so disappointed with her. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. She's really? very anti-black. Okay. Please educate me more further on this detail. Like, I was not aware that she was anti-black. I was just aware. I was like, great. POC woman. She's funny. I like her show. Then I hear, okay, she's problematic. And she's like, very problematic. Okay, so what else has she done in the past that was, like, very questionable? Well, I'll start with what she did recently. Okay. And I'll work my way back. So, yes, let's, <laughs> let's like, illuminate everyone else on I'll this perspective. That. She's on, I guess, Instagram Live or on her story or whatever, and she's singing the song of the Fugees. Mm-hmm. And they say the N-word in the song, and she's singing it. Mm-hmm. That's actually the only verse that she sang in the clip, like. That the was, song was playing in the background, and then when the, the line came up with the N-word in it, she sang that part. Like, like <laughs> so. wha- why? It's like, don't, like there's like more um, famous like chorus or verse in the song than that, right? Like, yeah. 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 So she did that, and then she gave some fake-ass apology and was like, I mean, I've been singing the Fugees my whole life, but I'm sorry if I offended you guys for singing the Fugees. And people's like, girl, no, it's not that you're singing the Fugees. It's when you're saying that you are not black Um, (laughs) and you out here saying the N-word. That's what the issue is. So uh, that was like a fake ass apology. And then she like gave like another written apology later, whatever, which is probably bullshit, too. But right. 
with Gina Rodriguez, she she's very anti-black towards black women. I don't know. She may date black men all day, but I have no clue. But <laughs> a lot of people are, they'll date black men, but they're still anti-black. So whatever. But, um, no, <laughs> but, um, not cool. Go on. Yeah. But basically it's like anytime someone brings up black issues, yeah. specifically issues about black women, she'll cut them off at the past and be like, uh, no, all women or no, that's not just for black women. That's for women over here, too. She got a lot of heat because she did an interview with her and Yara Shahidi. And mm-hmm. the interviewer asked Yara specifically. Mm-hmm. He was like, you're young, you're black, you're an activist. Like, how do you... He asked her a question like, how do you think you influence black women? Or do you think you are... Do you feel pressured of being a, a role model to, like, young black girls? One of those questions. Very specific to her being a black woman. She's young. How do you feel about that? And how do you feel about your influence on other young black girls? Mm-hmm. And before she could even get a word out, uh, Gina was like, uh, no, it's not just black women. It's all women as well. It's all women. Like, she's right. It's all women. So you can't just say. Oh, that. my and goodness. And it's like, oh my goodness. her so directly question. <laughs> um, <laughs> because Yara is going to, a little black girl seeing Yara Shahidi on TV is going to influence her differently than a little black girl seeing some little white girl, some little Hispanic girl on TV. It's going to be a whole completely different influence. Absolutely. And that's the question the guy was asking. Yeah. So she just done stuff like that in the past that made people go, mm, to Gina. This is an eye roll. I'm, yeah. yeah. And then with Evelyn Lozada from Basketball Wives, she said the N-word as well. And it got brought up like, oh, well, you're not black. And you say the N-word. Mm-hmm. It was this whole thing between her and OG who's on Basketball Wives as well, because OG was like, you be wearing braids, you be saying the N-word, like, you trying to be black so bad. So it was this whole thing with that. Right. And then that raised this debate of people saying, like, oh, well, if you're Afro-Latina, can you say it? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Or if you're not white, you should be able to say it. Some people felt that way. Like, oh, I'm not white, so I should be able to say it. No. (laughs) <laughs> no 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 like t- okay coming i'm as an asian woman coming from the side and i come from a culture where like we came to this country without any identity so like being a Lao woman you either could like identify with like like black people or um just like latins mexicans or other asian people or white people and it's like it's hard because I grew up with people that like became like, you know, gangbangers and they hung out with their black friends and all of a sudden they'd be saying the N word when I'm like, you are not black. And the thing is like when I was a kid, I didn't think about it, but now as an adult and I'm hearing like people that's like my cousins, cousin, cousins saying this shit, I'm just like, you're not black (laughs) like why are you saying this and i see them on their videos talking about like and this da 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 da. i'm like wait people are still doing this and now now like with the sense of maturity as this adult woman it's just not right not your place and it's a celebrate like listen you gotta let people have their pronouns however you want but it does not belong to you it belongs to someone else and it's not your culture don't appropriate their culture done that is just like what i got from like like this experience of like hearing you as my friend talk and my other friends talk and it's like yeah it's not it's not my place to say why do i need to say it just because i'm a person of this color and this skin oh gosh and like i just like all right this it's a whole different topic but yes like people just have this 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 misnomer and this identity where like just because their color they think that they can say something that is integral of someone else's culture exactly and my thing is to me it's about what you identify as because i'm like evelyn and gina neither one of them ever said anything about being afro-latina they never claimed being black (laughs) until they got called out for saying the N-word. Then it's like, oh, wait a minute, I'm 10% black. I'm this and that. I'm Afro-Latina. And it's oh. like, <laughs> that does not give you a pass. Like, Evelyn's thing is, oh, well, I'm from New York. That's not a pass. So, 
that's what we say in New York. It's like, girl, I don't care. I don't, <laughs> yeah, like, no. Like, you should have been checked a long time ago when you was living in New York. Exactly. And I just don't understand why people can't get the concept. Like, it's a very simple concept. Like, in the gay community, they can call each other F word all day long. Yes, they can. But I can't say that to them. Because that's not right. Because like, I'm not gay. Even if I say the plain matter, <laughs> it's not my place to say that. Yeah. Between women, we can call, hey, bitch, what you doing? Da, da, da. But can't no dude come up to us and be like, hey, bitch, what you doing? Yeah. It's going to be a problem. It's I a problem. Right. So it's the See? same thing with the N where I, me and Robin can call each other all day. But like. And that's fine. <laughs> and I'm going to sit here and be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like here, here my girl's chin chin at tea. Okay. Right. But. That because but it's like that's not you're not part of that group, and to me it's like you want to claim black when it's convenient for you, right? But you're not dealing with black issues that black people face every day all day. I understand. Nobody, that, nobody's ever called you that, that and meant it in a derogatory way. Okay, like nobody's gonna go up and call Evelyn or Gina the N word mm-hmm. and be if and mean it as an offense. So to me, it's like you can't say it because you don't have to deal with the bad side of that. That's the thing. People, it's that it's like what what you say as convenience. Like you're black when it's convenient because, um, yeah, you do that because that's fun, right? But like if you claim this word, you also have to claim like that scary side, the ugly side, the history of it. Exactly. And that, man, I'm just, okay, look, listen, I'm, I'm down to the last season of Jane the Virgin. I have not seen the show in two seasons now i will not watch it so removed from my netflix queue thank you thank you basketball wives i still don't watch that show but it's okay now i know i don't have to it's okay and honestly you guys can say it that's totally fine i'm just gonna sit on the side and i'm not gonna ever cut off you and robin about like uh, uh, all women matter no, no, we all, of course we all do. But like, you know, if someone was interviewing you guys, I would not do that. You, yeah. you gotta, you gotta let that spotlight happen for you. Yeah. Just like with specific issues, it's like, you can't put a blanket statement on that. Cause Mm-mm. we all don't have, we don't all have to deal with the same issues in the same way. See, this is the part where I really have to ask people, are you an ally? Are you a, are you a Hannah or are you a Becky? What is a Hannah and a Becky? Well, this is what I've learned. I've learned like when you're Hannah, you're an ally. You're a good Hannah. And when you're Becky, well, you know, you're that bitch that's like, you're black <laughs> when it's convenient. That's who that Becky is. Yes. I learned this. I learned this from my roommate who is a black man. So, yes. So he's. And that's his thing. Are you a Hannah or a Becky? Yeah. Becky be getting bad raps, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't be naming your kids Rebecca anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's not going to phase out for another good 10 years. Right. But Hannah's are okay. Hannah's are cute, apparently. That's <laughs> Ooh, but i'm excited about this episode because i love true crime i love horror movies and since <laughs> halloween is around the corner it'll be coming out halloween would be what two two, days, two, two or three days fr- after the episode airs or whatever pretty much but yeah so we decided that we're going to talk about Spooky things, paranormal things and, that have happened to us. And all the like. And of course, Tia would like this. This is why Tia and I are friends because <laughs> she loves serial killers. She doesn't love them personally, what? but she loves, she loves, <laughs> she loves, up. she loves, she loves learning about them, do, learning about true crime. And like, of course, you know, Court TV, it's her thing. Thing. And no, then, I don't watch Court TV. Okay, fine. I like I Court TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's me then. <laughs> Any Court TV Oxygen Network. I, I definitely <laughs> used to watch Oxygen though. But yeah. So do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Oh, I would love to hear your stories. Okay. T, please go on. So I would say the first, like, par- I don't know if it's called a paranormal or like spooky thing that, that happened to me mm-hmm. i was in okay so when i was like younger i used to uh, have a uh, sleep paralysis a lot wow and, you know like that's that thing where like they say your brain wakes up before your body unlocks you know you sleep your body locks up yeah so like i will be like trying to move yeah and can't move like wow. that's, have you ever had it before 
No. Oh, so let me let me explain. No. So and I will like, not. Imagine <laughs> you wake up in your bed. Mm-hmm. This actually happened like one time when I was like in class. I had fell asleep at my desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the first time it happened. Imagine like you wake up and you want to like get out the bed and move your arms and you can't. Your body just locked. Yeah. In that position. And you literally feel like you have to like fight. Oh my to gosh. Get yourself out of that. Oh my gosh. So I used to get that a lot as a kid. So like one day I was in high school and I'm like laying in my bed. I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. And like I open my eyes and like I see like this white man sitting on my bed. And he. What? He's dressed in all denim, like denim jeans, denim button-up shirt, blonde hair. Remember very vividly. Wow. And like, I was like, I wanted to scream, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then I just like, then he just looked at me and like pressed his hand on my chest. So then it was like, I couldn't move. Mm-hmm. And I finally like broke myself out of it and I started to bed and like nobody was there. Wow. I was, like, I was like scared shitless and like years later i heard somebody like tell the story about like oh you heard of like the old hag and i'm like what's the old hag old hag like it's like a they say it's always like a a folklore thing where it's like yeah basically like describes sleep paralysis like oh you this this old woman comes and lays on your chest so you can't get out of your sleep like you mm-hmm. wake up and you can't move mm-hmm. but i was like that happened to me but it wasn't a woman it was a white man it was a white man, <laughs> it was a white man. oh my so gosh out of my chest oh my gosh get out of my sleep that was like the scariest thing that ever happened to me and after that day i don't think i've had sleep paralysis since that day really yeah actually i think i Last year, I was on a plane, and it happened. I think it, it happens when I'm sleeping in weird positions now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's never just happened like I'm in my bed, and I just wake up. And you're just, and you're just being chill. Like, yeah, you uh, know, like I, it did happen when I was on a plane one time, but again, it's because I'm sleeping in like an awkward position or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Interesting. Yes. That shit scared that, the fuck out of me. It, that was, I was like, I don't oof. know if I was dreaming or what, but like... <laughs> I mean, dang, that's like really creepy because like realistically we could say dreaming and if we can jokingly say like this is like what you fear. So you're scared of like white men. I'm just joking. Oppression. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like legit. Oh my gosh. Are we here at the sunken place? Goodness. My goodness. But they say that like you can put like salt underneath your, your bedroom door so like it'll keep the the old hags out of your room while you sleep so it won't happen like i've heard all those things after it happened to me like, i didn't hear anything about this i thought it was just crazy like yeah wow. i swear it was a man i mean in my damn room. some people okay but wait wait but you said you said you woke up n- unable to move and then you just saw him sitting at the yeah cor- so i woke up and he was there like i woke up I'm like i can't and then he pressed you down and then you got but you got out of it yeah it was hard like i felt pressure i couldn't breathe so and I was like fighting to get out of it and then I so, got out of it. So what if we look at it as like perhaps he healed it? Like what if he nah. just <laughs> Nah, it didn't it didn't feel <laughs> I mean it didn't I'm it just never happened after that, so maybe he Yeah, like I'm I'm just I'm just saying like, you know, sometimes like spirit can come to you in things that you don't expect and you're like, Okay, okay, random white man, who knows? Like it could have been like that. It could have just been like this this moment where it's like, well, you know, I've seen this child struggle for a bit. Let me help her out. Listen, I'm just I'm tr- I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. You, you know what? Fuck out of me. I don't buy okay, it. that's fine. That's fine. You know what? We, we ain't okay with it. It's done. You ain't not coming back. Look, I'm, I was scared to tell this story. I told you I tried to. T- <laughs> I was telling my boyfriend this story yesterday. Woo, I he feel- was like, "What you gonna talk about on a podcast?" So I started telling the story, and some shit fell. Something fell. In Man, my, in my I mean, like, I was like, ah. I mean, this is this is the story is like it's like I'm I got the heebie-jeebies right now as you had told me this yeah. and I'm like ah yeah I'm like Ugh. oh but um, <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so tell me your story okay so you know it's funny because like as a child like you don't remember a lot of scary things like I remember weird things but I wouldn't say like they really frightened me um 
I think part of it is that like, yeah, I had an overactive imagination and I could feel really scared and I slept with the lights on as a child. Mm -hmm. One, because I was an only child, so I had to sleep by myself. And um, yeah, I slept with lights on. But, you know, I I just like for scary stuff, what I really stuck with me that was hella creepy was that I was vacationing in Laos. I was eight years old. My aunt she was oh wait no i was an eight i was 11 or oh wait i'm sorry i'm so sorry like i'm trying to remember this really well you guys because this happened in my childhood and of course i'm gonna put a side note when you're a kid i really believe in this i believe that you're open and receptive to seeing these kinds of things i agree and experiencing it and and for some reason when the older you get you start being more like that didn't happen and when you start saying that like you don't get to experience it anymore like you get to have more reason and logic and when you have more reason and logic i feel like that stuff doesn't it it, it can't really get into your life anymore Mm -hmm. as it does when you're open as a kid and so yeah i was um i was like eight years old and I was vacationing in Laos and my aunt, she took me out on a tour of Laos. Like we were on her little moped scooter and she wanted to show me the sights at night. And the thing is like she wanted to take me to a restaurant. She wanted to take me to the shops. But like this is the part where like it gets a little like shady where like, you know, Laos can get kind of it's kind of like Mexico where if it's like after hours after dark and it's a quiet you don't want to be around there like really yeah you don't like my my friend that was in mexico like last weekend she like was she went with her sister she wanted to go see relatives and do her thing but one of the things that they told her is that like oh when it's like after dark just try to go back to your airbnb or your hotel right away yeah i did that when i went to um Guadalupe, but that was because the roads were so fucked up and they don't have street lights. Yeah. But it was like, you, <laughs> exactly. But then, but, but then yeah. when you're in like, you know, a dangerous city already, it's like, uh, no. So it was like that when I was in Laos too. Like at night, when things get dark, there's not a lot of policemen. Cause like I could tell that my aunt was starting to feel afraid like she was like oh we have we should be around where there's more light so she would drive her moped around where she knew that the police would be there so to avoid like shady shit because she just knew that like some something shady things could happen Mm -hmm. you know and you're like i'm not gonna take my american tourist like niece like on this kind of stuff like so so no so at the end she was just like you know what like it's okay i'll take you back when it's like more light out because like it just like if the the vibe feels off so let's let's go home Mm -hmm. let's go back to where you're staying and so we were in the main city and we had to drive like basically 30 minutes into the countryside on a moped on a moped so it would take 30 minutes to get to the countryside away from the main city and the main lights and my aunt was like don't worry we'll just take you there like i'll I'll take you home and like your dad's expecting you so she's she's driving me through and like we leave all the lights and when you get into the country roads like it's just dark it's absolutely dark there's no street lights it's country all the shops are closed. You see no one outside. Families are like at home sleeping because, you know, that's what it's like when you go into the country. It's like there's there's nothing. Mm. And um, my aunt is like like the only light there is like her moped light. And and she thought about cutting cutting a shortcut. And she knew that you can go all the way around or you cut through the graveyard for a shortcut yeah and there is an a really old graveyard like right before you get to the other side of like where i was staying at i was staying at a family friend's house and so my aunt just thought okay shortcut take i like you know we'll just take the graveyard not a big deal and she cuts through this graveyard and this is the part where like I oh my gosh, I'm getting the heebie jeebies about it because like I could really feel it. I could really feel the uncomfortableness. We get through the graveyard and and like right before we get to the other side, her moped dies in mm. the middle. We're in the middle of the graveyard and like it just stops. It just stops. It's like doom 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 doom. And she's just like like she's nervous because she's like 
this is a full tank of gas like how am i like not moving right now and also she's like this is a new moped like this everything like it checks out new moped full gas like what is going on here mm-hmm. and like as a kid i'm not thinking about this shit i'm just like oh well, sucks damn and then and then like but then like i'm like looking Great around danger yeah i'm looking around and i'm just like wait a minute what is this place because i never saw how a loud graveyard looks like and she told me she's like oh this is where the dead is sleeping and i when she said it like that because that's how it could literally translate in english and i was like fuck no and and then my aunt is is like okay help me help me look at the moped and she's like off the moped i got off the moped and like we're just like figuring out and she keeps on trying to like start the start it again you know you would hear run na 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 run na na nothing you wouldn't go and and it's pitch black except for like imagine a flashlight in a pitch black place it's like hella creepy in the middle of a graveyard and at this point it's midnight fuck like it's scary as shit already and so what had happened was that like all of a sudden like i would hear you know how like footsteps sound on grass oh no uh-uh. yeah no, yeah no. like grass at <laughs> night at night when like you know the grass is kind of wet yeah that's what we heard and like no light no nothing you just hear the crunching like up the grass and like you can feel like someone is getting closer and my aunt is like at first she was calm and then now she was really visibly upset she was just like no she kept kicking and she kept like hitting her moped she's like please work and now she's like please 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 like we have to go we have to go mm-hmm. like now she's like really talking to the moped and i'm just like i want to get out of here i want to go home safely did y'all see anybody no we only heard footsteps and sounds and it was really creepy so so then oh. like imagine just imagine being in night time you only have the moonlight as some kind of light and you're hearing crunching footsteps on grass getting closer and you looking around you don't see nobody and we don't see nobody we don't see nobody and and mind you this is a graveyard that's probably centuries old it's like more than a hundred years old filled with like really old things and finally as he got closer and closer we're just like oh my gosh and it just like it worked it worked and then she's like get on get on get on get on she's like snap her fingers i got on i held on tight she drove the fuck out of there we got on the other side of the graveyard and we like we like drove over the bridge and we got to our family friends's house just like that and and like everyone was outside on the patio playing cards acting like it was no big deal and we go and my aunt just parks it and she's like oh my gosh and everyone's like <laughs> everyone's like running her like what's the matter she's like my moped the graveyard everyone's like oh my gosh because like everyone was freaking out and then my dad's like are you okay and i'm like yeah i'm okay but but like everyone was just like they just like knew it's like one of those like spiritual things where it's like that's not like don't Mm-mm. like you like you don't you don't want to deal with that Mm-mm. like no all we can do is just like be grateful and be thankful like okay you're safe here this is fine and then it was just like i just i just remember like that shock and the fear and i felt more relieved of course like now that i felt really safe but it like when you, you look at back that in that memory like that's creepy either there was like a hired graveyard person that just like walks the grounds nah you would have seen him though you would have seen him right like, yeah nah, that, that was somebody coming out that grave yeah that and, was a ghost that was a spirit and it's just like yeah and th- that's the thing like laos is a country like that where like it's full of spirit and there are just things that with no answers and i don't want to talk about it it's like comfortable right Mm -hmm. but then i was comfortable because i'm like safe and then my aunt was so freaked out she was so freaked out about the entire ordeal that the family friend like um one of her uncles was a taxi driver and he just said get in my taxi i'm going to take you home and they put her her moped inside his taxi because like so they, they they just fit her moped because like uh, it was a tuk-tuk taxi where it has like a big trunk in the back and it's a motorcycle in the front okay. and and so what he did was that like yeah like everyone put her moped there because she was so she that's how freaked out she was she was just like like uncomfortable like going back by herself and like they just they just put it and then and then they took her home they took my aunt home and my aunt just like knew that she didn't want to deal with this shit at night i i, I don't know 
don't know if I would have went riding that late at night with a kid anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, girl, I would take you in the morning. Yeah. Daytime. Like, I mean, I she 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 was my young aunt. She was like 18 at the time. Oh, okay. So, so she, like, yeah, okay. yeah she so she, she didn't think it through. She didn't think about these things. But like, you know, she's like, oh, I just want to show like my American niece a good time. And it's like, oh, fuck. And never mind. <laughs> like, and, and I, it's just like. I, I just I just didn't forget it. I, I didn't forget it. And it, it was visibly creepy. And then finally, I got to see it in the daytime. And it's like, kind of creepy, but not as bad. But like, yeah, it felt like a re- it felt so old. Like, I just like felt like there have been there have been things here. Yeah. Like for a long, long time, like that energy was there. And I was like, wow. Okay. You should ask her about that now and see if she remembers that story. No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> like just, that. yeah, it's just like, it's just like, why was, why was there like, you know, footsteps in the grass? Like, like who's walking towards us? We don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't have any more paranormal stories, but I do have an ex-boyfriend that's a murderer. What? <laughs> what if anyone could see my face right now i'm just like i want to throw this mic across the room tiara is living the podcast and tv show she's been watching oh my gosh like i got a true crime you know you you know a a murderer in real life yeah you think you know someone (laughs) okay okay please please tell me tell me i want to know this this story like oh robin where are you girl (laughs) go go on all right so this was back when I was like 13 years old, okay. 12, thir- 13, probably 13 years old. Okay. And okay. So the neighborhood I grew up in, they used to have this thing called teen court. So like if you was underage and you did something, you didn't go to like regular court. Mm-hmm. You went to teen court where it's <laughs> like you had a jury of your peers, which is literally like other teenage people being the jury. Wow. You didn't have like someone else your age be your lawyer quote-unquote or whatever is this a mock court setting or is real it was real cases but as far as like they had an adult to help you out if you were the intern attorney wow they they were kind of like trying to do a thing with like oh let's not charge teenagers so harsh and then two, maybe mm-hmm. we can like get these kids into something interesting, you know? That wow, was the whole thing. So it was it like, it was, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, so it's like low key, like Zabumafu, <laughs> Zabumafu, and um, I mean not not Zabumafu, it's Zoom, it was Zoom, it was like PBS Zoom, where like y'all teaching the kids how to like have like work together yeah. get something together under the guise of the law yeah. which is but it wasn't okay. like serious cases it was like you get in trouble like petty crimes and Pe- like take you there okay it but anyway so okay. that's how i met great met him uh, in court, we were both on the jury man love and romance so. <laughs> in, the, in the courtroom you guys yeah, so i'm like 13 he's like 16 years old or whatever oh, okay he's in high school he's in high school i'm still in middle school or whatever okay I'm pulling him but anyway so. all right yeah i mean girl when girls like get, i listen i was in middle school too and i remember like being middle school and if you were like a 12 year old girl or 11 years old and you just had the body of a 15 year old girl and your boyfriend was like 16 i was like the fuck (laughs) the fuck and and it's and it's weird because back in those times like you don't think about like how kind of creepy that could be yeah and now (laughs) and now that's like yeah yeah no that's not cool yeah so yeah so that's how i met him and like you know yeah. On the phone all the time. We'd be meeting or whatever. Oh, cute. And then my mom found out I had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she was like, he's 16. She was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. You're not dating no 16 year old. She was like, wow. something wrong with that boy if he want you. you See, this is what everyone, every girl needed Tierra's mom to be <laughs> like that that sense of reason. Like, oh, you're 11 years old and he's 16? No, there's something wrong with that boy. There's something wrong with that. Uh huh. So, like, <laughs> the relationship kind of fizzled because, like, she would never let me go anywhere with him. And like She's smart. Yeah. yeah. My mom worked overnight, but she had eyes and ears everywhere. So like <laughs> I would think I was gonna go meet up with him and then like a random aunt would pop up, like, oh hey girl, what's going on? Oh my so gosh. Like, <laughs> so I'd be like, Ugh, oh, oh I'm just about to go. Yeah, I'm not I'm not here to yeah. anybody. I'm just going over here. Yeah. So the relationship <laughs> kind of fizzled. Mm-hmm. 
maybe like shit like two months later three months later mm-hmm. somebody called me and they're like girl turn on the news girl y'all ex on the news I'm on like, the news oh my god is his face is plastered all over the news mm-hmm. and it's like he done raped and killed some white girl raped and killed some white girl put in the ditch and i was like what, what?
I just feel like people like that, like they just know, like they just know when it's like not right. Like maybe your mom didn't know if he had a violent thing, but like if she were to just say like, nope, like she just knew. Yeah. And she's done it with other like exes of mine too. Like she literally just saw like this. Yeah. I was in a verbally abusive relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Before all that stuff happened, I just showed my bitch like, mom, here's a picture of my boyfriend. She was like, nope. That ain't you. Mm-hmm. And just walked off. That <laughs> ain't you. Like, that's just what you. Yeah. Say me. Uh-huh. What do you mean? Uh-huh. That's, she's like, that's not for you. I'm like, what do you mean? Uh-huh. And it, then later, I'm like, oh, this is what she means. Exactly. <laughs> this is what she means. Exactly. She just saw it all. They, like, ah. and, and like, okay. And I can't really say this into account for everyone because, you know, not everyone has like, like connections with their parent, mm-hmm. you know? But I will say that like, if you do and you have this bond with your parent like they're the ones that loved you first because yeah. you're their baby and they're gonna they're always gonna have this like to me i feel like this psychic connection like they'll always know what's up with you and like they just have this foresight of like nope not for you because yeah. i i really believe that too like at first i just think parents don't understand like i was like will smith all the time <laughs> okay i was like parents just don't understand exactly. but looking back on like some things like things that i had to learn for myself and past mistakes like there were things that my dad saw in the foreground like he he saw it but he said that he wanted me to learn lessons on my own but he knew like some things were just not right for me but he wasn't gonna say it because my dad just like this is like the part where i'm like my dad is psychic where he he just knew but He's just going to be like, well, no, I want Jennifer to make decisions on her own and like figure things out. And I respect that. But whenever it came to like romantic partners, my father, like now I really believe it. He's just like, like, show me a man and I'll tell you yes or no. Like after after like dating like my my last ex-boyfriend, like my dad was like, I'm just going to tell you yes or no. Like (laughs) we're going to save some time, Jenny. I was like, okay, great. Because like my dad like met like other guys i've dated and like one of them he'd just be like no this man is too selfish i was like no he's not he yeah, love yeah, me that's how it is, though. Your yeah parents will tell you you ain't gonna listen no way yeah you're still gonna want to learn the hard way and, and the thing is like my dad like like he didn't he didn't utter too many words to the, to, to that young man at the time yeah. but my dad just sensed it and and then like i was in this relationship where i felt less than and like it was unfair and that person felt a little more selfish because it was what it was yeah. and and then i was just like damn if i had to give my dad 20 dollars, i had to pay up 25 yeah, like, like, yeah. I, and keep I, the change I, so so i feel like you know when parents really like care and love their child like they just know they know when it's like oh nope nope not do it not today not today this is not happening like yeah. whew, it's it's parent intuition. It is. And thank God for my mom's intuition. Yeah. I'm, who knows? Who, who, <laughs> who knows? Who knows what could happen? And now that I think about it, perhaps this is probably why you are so interested in this because you're like trying to study and be like, what did I miss? Exactly. I wish I had a bomb memory and can remember everything that we talked about, but that was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember any of that shit. See, so it's, it's I fun. I just wonder if I like could like replay <sighs> that part of my life. If oh I my could, gosh. Like, see some red flags where I'm like, Ooh, mm, right. There, there it was right there. But I was so young. Yeah. So I mean, it sounds like he was really good at manipulating people. If he got a girl to leave her car, right. Leave yeah, the parking or, lot. Yeah. Yeah. Leave the parking lot or the store she was in. Yeah. yeah. And she doesn't so, know yeah. him. Like that says something. He's probably really charming. He probably was. Yeah, yeah. Probably was really charming. I mean, you found him charming, didn't you? That's why you. Yeah, I was 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was 13. And he was an older dude. Oh. Dang it. <laughs> all right. It ain't much. All right. <laughs> all right. take for that. But psychically speaking, let's just be really grateful for the loving parents and yes. their good intuition. Oh, my goodness. And saving us on time. <laughs> yes, mom, I love you. Yes, dad, I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so you know, I do have one more story. Like, Ooh, it's not it, it's not really a scary story, but I would say it's it's a story that like really it it, it touch it touches me very deeply, and I I hold it close very much. What happened? So 
when I when I was when I was like I remember being like six years old or maybe five mm-hmm. and when I was like this small of a child I I used to dream about this older man like like a grandpa kind of man and whenever I felt like you know nervous scared or upset like I remember just like dreaming about this older man and whenever I would see him he would wear all white and he and he like of course like he was asian but he had light skin um just like he was more fair skin than mine but whenever i saw him i felt like i just like immediately felt like this is like a relative of mine mm-hmm. and that's like the most immediate feeling that i got and i felt comfortable being around him and and he would like hug me in my dreams and i would just feel happy that i'm like talking to him or spending time with this this older man, right? And and like it's so interesting because as I as I got older and into into like my later teens, I start to like learn more about my family from my father. Mm-hmm. And um like I like at this point I'm like already on on like the the start of my like my spiritual path. And and I started asking my dad, like, so tell me, like, like we would just have like questions and like answers about, like, tell me, tell me about our family. Like, I want to know. I, I, I don't see pictures because my father immigrated to this country, and my dad would just like he would reminisce about his childhood and he would talk about my grandparents and like his other relatives and how he grew up and funny stories and then messed up stories about how my grandma would spank him if he did school and she would like take the the sandal out or she like legit would pull a switch on my dad and be like you lied to me and you said you didn't cut class and my dad was like ah and then oh yeah it was peaches, oh, peaches. Was like, <laughs> my, my dad used to yeah, skip school so to pick peaches like, yeah it was like just hang on a peach tree with his friends eating peaches all day uh but after that my dad was like well i'm a, i'm gonna be serious with my studies and any any did after that mm-hmm. but my dad my dad was like always like excited to talk about this one particular relative of mine and he said that like this man raised me and I love him so much and I was like oh my gosh he sounds like such a great person and my dad was like yeah he's like a a person to respect a lot and he he made me happy a lot and he took care of me when I was a kid and the rest of our family if it wasn't for him we would go hungry like that's what my that's what my dad said and I and I respected this relative I was like wow he sounds like an amazing person and and like the more that like I I just like been on this path like the more things were like I would like every now and then I would just get this feeling of like this presence and like like you know it doesn't happen all the time but like it'll be there especially you know sometimes when like times are just like you know like when you just when you feel so down and you just like really need to talk to like that really beloved person that you miss that's not there with you mm-hmm. because they listen i really believe that i believe you're like your loved ones that have passed on they listen and they are here for you yeah. and this is the part where i would just like i would just like talk like to whoever like my grandparents or this un this relative that i've never met i would just like you know just like pray and like just be like oh gosh i'm going through something and like you know, after that, like I would feel better. And I really just felt like, okay, family has my back. Great. And, and one day, like I decided to see medium after having these experiences, like I would, I would see flickering lights. I would have certain smells. Like I would smell cigarette smoke out of nowhere, Mm. you know? And, and I'm just like, okay, what is happening? And I saw a medium and the medium was telling me, we're having we're like you're having a moment and like this communication between this beloved relative of yours and i was like oh my gosh this must be the person that my father has talked about mm. this like th- like a really important person in in our family and and it's like it, it was so deep i remember crying in this like this session with the medium and i really had to make sure that she was telling the truth and I asked her, like, oh, he mu- like, of course, he's he has like dark skin like me. Right. Mm-hmm. And and like 
like obviously like i'm dark skin so you're going to believe that like all my relatives are dark skin right mm -hmm. and she said no the medium said no actually this person has very fair skin it's very light way lighter than yours mm. and that's the person that's been around you mm. and at that moment i was shook because because honestly one of the things that my dad told me is that like aside from everyone in our family this particular relative is like the only one that has pretty much the light skin mm -hmm. like that i'm of knowledge of like like he's like i'm dark your grandparents are dark mm -hmm. but this relative had white skin light skin like that's how you translate it in my language it's like white skin light skin mm -hmm. and so when she said that i just like as i'm telling you this story right now i just got woo, i just got the woo, just, uh, like i feel it the, the, so you tried to like trip her up yeah know? and she was like oh no it's oh yeah exactly Ooh. and at that moment i was just like i know i know like my guardian is here and I know that I am protected and I'm blessed and mm. I, I could cry right now cause I'm thinking about it, but like, yeah, your loved ones, they hold you close, they love you and they will protect you. And I was just like, woo, super grateful. And I just like, I mean, I had a moment and then the medium was like, it's okay. Here, have a tissue oh. happens all the time. <laughs> she told me that she's like, it happens all the time. Yeah. And, and then like, after that, it's just like I, I could I could not forget it. I could not forget it. And that's why one of this is why like I love whenever it was fall. I love October. I love when it's Halloween time because, mm -hmm. you know, aside from the trick or treating or anything like that and the spooky stuff, this is the part where um, you know, when people say like, Ooh, like that you could see more spirit or, or ghosts or whatever and yeah, yeah, you can because you know this is the time in the season where like stuff like this does happen yeah. but it doesn't necessarily have to be scary because sometimes it like it coincides with just like your relatives just like being around you and being closer to you and trying to talk to you yeah one of my friends she is really into that as well like getting close to your ancestors and letting them come to you mm -hmm. she says she does this thing where like she'll leave food out like food that she knows like a certain relative really loves mm -hmm. just to like kind of call them in mm -hmm. and be that protection mm -hmm. so i mean that's honoring yeah. yeah and all the cultures they do it they leave yeah. they leave out their favorite foods like you know in chinese culture like when it's like the anniversary of their death like mm -hmm. they would go and like bring out their favorite foods and just like have a picnic remember the good times and that's it coincides with like dia de los muertos that happens right after halloween too yeah. again honoring your relatives your ancestors and that's why i love the season not just because of candy and the spooky stuff but in light of all of this is that I just I feel like this is the time to really connect with loved ones that are there for you and they do love you. And even if you've never met them, like it's like, you know, like you have family and family will always have your back in the in the best way. Yeah. Oh, that was really deep. And and, <laughs> and if we're going to talk about that, your weekly gem, that is my weekly gem is that when when you're in the season, have a good time be happy and celebrate celebrate like that's why i go to the halloween parties dress up like however you want to dress up have fun be real and like and like love living your life because you get to and for your loved ones that passed on that's all they would want for you is just to be happy yeah. so i would just say in a time like this between like this month and even like the first week of november just just take take that moment to just like just remember who was there too and when they were celebrating a time and just like celebrate celebrate as if they're still here too yeah and when you think about them and you remember them they're strong it's good <laughs> i mean i don't want to get too deep by saying like you should watch coco for this but like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like it's 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 well, yeah, beautiful this holiday does kick off the holiday season you got yeah halloween thanksgiving christmas so they're all family holidays it's all family holidays <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's technically so it's a prime time fam time yeah. yeah it's the kickoff it's it's good and and you know for even those that feel like that they don't have family even the family that you chose that passed on like 
because when you have a connection with someone and they're not here anymore that's still family to me yeah yeah you know, family doesn't always have to be blood yeah you could I feel like your chosen family sometimes you're closer Mm-hmm. To them, because your family is your family. You was born into it, right? So it's like, whether I like you or not, yeah. But <laughs> like, I'm still here, yeah. yeah but chosen family is like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I fucks with you as an individual. Uh, yes, we can be cool, exactly. <laughs> and then that's why, like, we're still deep, and we can still have these connections and appreciations. Yeah, yeah. And that that is my gem mm-hmm. for the week. So be safe, y'all, and have a great halloween yes. and also call an uber or lyft yes okay no drinking and driving no, no drinking. i plan on being drunk i'm going to horror nights and then some other halloween parties that i plan on being drunk for so mm-hmm. i shall be ubering and i lifting. shall i shall be watching spooky movies oh yeah i'm doing it with my boyfriend on actual halloween okay yeah. see hell yeah. yes yeah. yes well it. yeah <laughs> well it. i think that's great <laughs> yeah but if you guys want to tell us some of your spooky stories or if you have any true crime stories that happened to you that you survived yeah <laughs> survived email us or comment below on our instagram it's realitypod at gmail.com our instagram is shot of reality i'm tiara dashe you can follow me on instagram with it's tiara dashe and i'm just jen just Jen. Just Jen. You can follow me on Instagram as Just Jen. All right. And we will see you guys the week after next. Yes. Bye. We'll see you after y'all hungover. Bye. <laughs>